resume that search for the student who remains missing at the Abbey Caves tomorrow morning. Meanwhile, further south here in Auckland, Mayor Wayne Brown, who was in Sydney today, has declared a state of emergency following severe flash flooding. Torrential rain forced several Auckland schools, museum and zoo to close early and has put already traumatised and displaced residents on edge again. Fire and Emergency told us earlier in the programme it has dealt with almost 300 weather-related incidents across Northland and Auckland, and most of them were between midday and 1pm this afternoon. Deputy Mayor Desley Simpson, who is in charge in Wayne Brown's absence, told Checkpoint there were no mandatory evacuations, but some residents in suburbs of West Auckland, Albany and Westgate had chosen to leave their homes. Some of those residents have told us they feel traumatised leaving their homes to escape floodwaters for the third time this year. The city was in gridlock for most of the afternoon as parents were urged to pick up their children early from school and workers were told to go home. It brought the city to a standstill and caused chaos for public transport. Auckland Transport is warning commuters still heading home to expect significant delays. It says additional bus services express from Newmarket to Otahuhu have been dispatched and buses 774, 775, TMK are now able to get through on Tamaki Drive. The Western Line and Southern Train Lines have also resumed at a reduced frequency and reduced speed. The Eastern Line is still running between Monaco and Otahuhu. Debris in the water means ferries between Auckland and Birkenhead have been replaced with alternative transport. Auckland Councillor Richard Hills has been on social media calling for better communication from Auckland Transport earlier in the day and he joins us now. Kia ora Richard, how would you describe the commuter experience this afternoon for most people? Uh, it was not good at all for most people. Um, I decided whether I'd stay in the office or head back to the shore to um, check on the shore and I jumped on the bus or tried to and I think my journey was about two and a half hours in total and I know many people were for uh, much longer than that. How how long would that normally take you Richard? (laughs) My bus is actually quite good it's about um, uh, 30 minutes all up to home so um, don't tell most people that because they'll be quite jealous of that trip to the shore but yeah usually because it's on bus lanes I'm there home pretty fast. So today was about, I don't know, four or five times that. So do you think the explanation given by Auckland Transport for the delays is um, acceptable? Or should uh, we be so, able I mean, to be should we be able to do better when the weather turns bad? We definitely should be able to do better. Um, there are obviously reasons why it had a domino effect and I I was kind of giving those caveats when my tweets was you know demanding more um, buses I was sending photos of the long lines of people standing in the rain Um, and I do understand that with the traffic snarl-ups everywhere and motorway closures that some of the buses were finding it hard to get back to the city and so that's okay but I think just yeah sort of seeing that tap turn on having a having a uh bunch of drivers who are keen to jump back on the network and and get to the city or at least you know putting out I was trying to put out maybe go back to the office and wait and but I didn't have a clue of exactly when buses and trains might come back. Bridemart was closed but it wasn't clearly communicated that they were trying to reopen it kind of I was worried that that was it for the day and I was thinking goodness how are people even going to get home. Here's the thing, though, when the council um, declares a state of emergency, right, when the mayor does that and yes. effectively encourages, instructs people to, to go home now before um, severe weather hits, 
Do you not think that they should plan ahead to have the public transport in there to get people home before they order them home? Uh, Yes, I think I had started posting before the state of emergency, before those warnings to Mm. get back home. I sort of was just once again seeing what was happening. My son's daycare was asking everyone to come and (laughs) pick up the kids because they were flooding and things. So I think everyone was just acting on what they were seeing and in that state of emergency or or that kind of uh, more dramatic um, pick up your kids type thing came about an hour or so later. But yeah, in my opinion, if um, they could have got a few more um, buses out quickly and also, once again, there are places in the city that do not have full connected bus lanes and I know it's not all about buses but that can move dramatically more people out of the city and help clear the place and... um, keep people safe quicker if they weren't blocked up with just general traffic. So five or six cars blocking a two or three buses of 90 people and those buses not being able to turn around quick enough to get back. Seems we don't have much resilience. When we have ferries that can't operate in the harbour because there might be debris from a severe weather event and then we also have a situation where the trains can't run on the line because it's raining. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty significant. So we are... You know, the, the short-term issues is that communication and, and, you know, I was putting out stuff last night and I know that um, Auckland Emergency Management was sort of warning people around travelling or maybe staying home. But I think the longer term, medium to longer term, with help from hopefully the government, we are going to have to dramatically change the way our city looks. And, and because, you know, every city, every major city is having these issues with climate change and with flooding and more severe um uh, thunder storms and, and rain but I think obviously people's anxiety now when it rains is horrendous but if we don't have those options for people and I know the answers aren't easy but we kind of need to get on that track of changing up the transport system or making it more resilient um, fairly quickly and it's going to take a lot of money and time unfortunately. So on a broader basis how have you found the communication from council this time round after well council was given a pretty severe serve for their handling of the last emergency situation? Uh, yeah far, I mean far better I had all the information I felt like I could give to my local residents and put it out across social media last night and lots of people shared that and I guess that the issue is we did the same last week and then nothing really happened. And I think people go, is this, is it going to be terrible or is it not? And, and that's kind of this whole, you know, need to be prepared, very clear, very kind of alarming, but then also making sure that we're not frightening people if we don't have to. It's this really hard balance. Um, so it's it's far better than it was, but I'm sure people will be saying in the moment that it wasn't good and people didn't know what to do and it was tough. So I think there's there's positives. We definitely knew what was going on and that there was, you know, there was a lot more um, catch pits being cleared and um, things being sorted and people being warned. But whether, whether in the moment when the chaos kind of happens, um, I think people would probably argue that it wasn't clear again. Thanks for your time, Richard. That's Richard Hills, an Auckland councillor there, just talking about, well, the commuter chaos that um, ensued in the bad weather. In breaking news, many of you 